Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah, g'day guys from, from Australia. Uh, yeah, I'm Shane Bones, and you're listening to the Hall of Mirrors podcast. Yeah, so I'm a Kiwi originally. Um, yeah, so I've been over in Australia for uh, 20 years. Yeah, like I said, I was a chippy, a builder before I became a paramedic. Um, so I've been a paramedic for over 10 years. Um, so I work in a part of Australia that's partly a rural part of Australia. Um, yeah, so I live out in the bush. Um, I service a partly metropolitan, partly rural community. Yeah, no, the, the reason why yeah. I, I asked you on is, you know, I think you were one of the, the many that saw my original post because after I had yeah, put yeah. that... Yeah, and that was not from the podcast perspective. That was just my personal post. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, since then, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that was July. And since then, you've actually yeah. messaged me all throughout yeah, right. the months. And yeah, um, yeah. so yeah, in America, so yeah, and in America, sorry for the delay, by the way. I, I, I don't yeah, want to talk sorry. over you. Yeah, there's such yep. a delay. But um, yeah. in America... Uh, you know, I'm sure just like all over the world, our media is heavily censored and oh, yeah. Yeah. The, be- the best place to actually see what's happening. Crazy enough are places like Instagram or yeah, Facebook. Yeah. Oh, and, so sad. Yeah. 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 And so for instance, um, I was reading all your Australian media posts that you were sending me. Yeah. And then I yeah, saw yeah. the, the video of the, um, containment camps yeah. uh, or isolation yeah. camps. And it's like, wow, um, I need someone from Australia to come on the show to tell the, the world yeah. what is really happening because yeah. we turn on our ABC, our NBC, our CBS, our main news outlets, and we're not getting yeah. that information. So I yeah. thank you for coming on. I, I, I do. Oh, and no, I, that's fine. Look, we get the same thing here. Uh, the mainstream media is a tool of the government or the propaganda machine. Uh, they've totally lost the plot. And saying that our politicians uh, have totally, totally lost the plot. And they've shown without a doubt that they do not care uh, for the health and well-being of Australians. They are totally uh, away in la-la land at the moment. And it's very uh, frustrating for Australians and Kiwis across the ditch. It is incredibly sad, and we seem to have lost control uh, of our own country. And it's it's really sad. And I can see the same thing happening right around the world. And, 
you know, as a paramedic, uh, going to people day after day, uh, when I was allowed to work, I'm banned from working now, um, but I'm also on leave, as I spoke to you about before, but I am banned. If I go to a station, a uh, paramedic station, I, they've even sent emails saying that I can be uh, escorted off the premises by the, the police. Like So, for instance, the, the girl that became yep. rather famous she was living in Darwin and then they took her from her home and moved her over and made her go in that containment camp, which was miles away. Mainland. Uh, Are they doing that where you're at? Uh, They haven't started yet, but you know, in saying that uh, we, uh, we drove past a a containment center, detention center, uh, that has been constructed when we went for a weekend away last weekend and my wife pointed it out to me. And I have absolutely uh, no doubt they they are detaining people, as you saw with that woman up in Darwin, uh, the detaining people that have uh, had even contact at all with people that have been in contact with someone who had COVID. And... uh, you know, that's the, the beginning, but I've no doubt at all the way where things are progressing day after day, they keep coming out with new uh, uh, rules and regulations. They will eventually put the unvaccinated uh, into these places. So, you know, you could say that's a conspiracy theory, but uh, I, the way things are going, I think it, that's what they've got in mind. I don't, I don't think it's a. The, I don't think it's a theory anymore. I mean, no, it's, ha- I, I it's happening. I, it, it, yeah, it's happening. Absolutely. That's why yeah. you're here because because yeah, Americans. Yeah, yeah. I've got to speak up. I can't. Yeah. I've got a son, and you know, he wants to go to university, and it's just a terrible time. The 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 burden on our young people, in particular, I think, is disgusting, and these. Politicians that sit there in their ivory towers and making these rules and regulations, and they say that it's based on science, and they're ignoring the real science. There are some really qualified uh, professors and scientists that have been speaking up, and they don't get a voice. They don't get... uh, they don't get to their voices heard. And they're the ones we should be listening to. Like, uh, I'll give an example. Professor Barodi in Queensland last year in September or August. He, um, now this guy is a clever guy. He's one of our best. And he is responsible in the past for uh, the uh, discovering the helico virus in, in your stomach that causes reflux, gourd or gastroesophageal reflux disorder. And uh, he came out and said, listen, guys, it was all over the newspaper in August, September last year. Um, we've got a gift. We've found this ivermectin. We've combined it with doxycycline and, uh, and it can get zinc. We've, combine it with zinc as well and uh, we've got a gift we'll give it to all the frontline workers first the nurses the paramedics the doctors 
And uh, it was all over the news for a couple of days or a couple of weeks. And I, I was really, I remember my wife was quite excited about this. She came home and told me, and I thought, yeah, that's great. <laughs> you know, we'll give it to all the paramedics and nurses and we'll defeat this thing. And destroy- Can I pause you for one second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just want to put a disclaimer out like we always do every podcast. Our podcast, yep. and just like our guests, we're, we are not yep. anti-vax. We no, not at speak all. the no. truth. We don't, do not promote misinformation. We're trying to find information for everybody that's yeah. watching. Uh, I Absolutely. forgot to do that before we started. Um, that's what's kept yeah. us going yeah. for so long. We haven't been deplatformed. Yeah, uh, for sure. Because, you know. Just, yeah, this is just an example of. Um, a great example, by the way. I just wanted yeah, yeah. to say that before we got too far along and I totally forgot. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah absolutely. And uh, so the ivermectin, the ivermectin thing, he, he's a really clever guy and he's the type of guy we should be listening to as, a, you know, our government officials and our, our media. And he was, he got airtime for a few days, but then it disappeared. And the next thing I heard was our TGA, our Therapeutic Goods Association in Australia, had banned ivermectin. Mm. And I, I just thought, what the hell is going on? <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> I, so I couldn't understand. We know that that drug, that. that drug has been around for a very long time. Uh, it was yeah. used back a long time ago for yeah. uh, what malaria. Yeah. Uh, Billions of doses given. Safe. So it's yeah. amazing how um, mainstream media has. Uh, when it didn't fit the narrative, how they shine the spotlight on the fact that it's also a form of that drug is used in the veterinarian market and they want to label it. Sure. They want to label it a horse dewormer, this and that. Yet we've had doctors actually come out and beg, beg, but we know it's a very inexpensive drug and it doesn't fill the pockets. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I was, uh, you know, like a lot of people, I mean, like the people watching this, over time you've sort of got a picture of, you know, we're not stupid, are we? We've got a picture of, you know, what's going on? Why is this being banned all of a sudden? You know, it was an effective drug out in Australia. Professor Brody, he's, he's a legend and, and uh, you know, it suddenly disappears and then it gets banned and you think, what the hell is going on here, you know? Yeah. And yeah, it's, uh, uh, but that's been the whole way through. You've been just surprised by the stupidity and the moronic. Uh, the, the American FDA will not approve it as a, as a drug for COVID, which is mind boggling when we have so many people oh. saying it saved their life. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it, and, and then you had, good, sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it caused people to, uh, go to places we have an american store called tractor supply and and they're like yep. a farm feed store and they would go yep. and because they were so desperate they would buy this in the veterinarian form which we say don't yep. do that that's not what we're saying but people had done that yeah, not not at all don't go yeah and, and they were self-dosing and doing yeah they were doing stupid things like that but yeah. <laughs> because what happened you know the government did not allow the sale, did not approve it. And we know, and doctors would not prescribe it. And and it's so sad. Yeah, it is very sad. And, 
you know, we seem to be uh, governed by uh, pharmaceutical companies that uh, the contracts of pharmaceutical companies that have been done behind doors, as far as I can, you know, I can smell a rat. When you're a paramedic, you, you, uh, one of your jobs is to, when you go on a scene and you don't have any information, you know, you, you walk in and there's a lot of strange things happening right in front of you and, uh, and everyone's freaking out. And your job is to get the information as soon as possible and try and get the treatment going as soon as possible and, and start save that person's lives. You start, you get that kind of aerial going up and uh, when these kind of things happening. You know, but in saying that, you know, Randy, uh, there's a lot of doctors and paramedics and nurses that are, you know, they seem to have a, a veil over their eyes when it comes to um, a lot of the, the mandates and the laws and the regulations uh, that our government in Australia, and I'm sure in America too, have been passing, uh, the, you know, that go against the medical ethics that we spend a long time at, uh, when we're at university in Australia, uh, we go over and over ethics and, you know, the ethics behind giving medications and uh, withholding treatments and giving consent and getting informed consent. And our doctors, for the large part, which for me and paramedics as well, although a lot of the older paramedics are pretty switched on, um, but the doctors in particular seem to be in la-la land and away with the fairies on this point. And it really, it is incredibly disappointing. And uh, I really wish they would uh, start taking that seriously because we're giving out a, uh, a drug now that is, uh, has no long-term data. It has... Uh, has it has absolutely no long-term data and it is a new technology and I'm not an expert, I'm not a doctor, I'm a paramedic. Uh, I'm more of a, you know, meat and bones guy and, uh, you know, the, the coalface guy. But, you know, anyone with half a brain can, can see that uh, you do not give this kind of therapy to a whole population of the planet and it just really concerns me really we've had that conversation so many times and we're still searching right so yeah we uh our final show of this year i I got him on uh dr robert malone who's an an american virologist yeah good Uh, on you yeah yeah, so the godfather of uh the mrna vaccine as i as i've dubbed him um yeah. We're going to get some answers and get his uh, perspective. I know he's given many interviews. I have purposely stayed away from YouTube and watching them because, you know, I want to um, experience it for myself for the first time. Yeah, in person, sure. you know? yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a lot of, I asked our audience to go on and, and to leave their questions, any question you leave it, you know, if yep. it's, if it's an appropriate question, I'm going to be more than happy to ask it for you. You mentioned your name. And uh, yeah. we're going to get some real answers, yeah, but good. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, yeah. Were the tests? I mean, that's it. Sorry, Randy. No, you're fine. You're that's fine. it, Randy. You, you know, it's about getting, asking questions and getting answers. And it's about, and 
integrity and openness in the medical profession. And they seem to have lost that at the moment and are blinded by, uh, got their blinkers on and uh, seem to be, it's uh, vaccination to hell with everything else and to hell with what the implications are of the vaccination, to hell with the injuries that are coming in, to hell with the deaths that are being recorded. And I, I know over in America, people are dying from the vaccine in their thousands. And we've got, I think it's 886 uh, or 80 something recorded uh, reported uh, deaths to our TGA and, uh, and 86,000 reported injuries. What's your, what's your TGA? When the hell did, did we keep giving medications after, you know, after you hear that, those kind of numbers coming in? I'm sorry, what's TGA? Uh, that's the Therapeutic Goods Association of Australia. They keep, they're responsible for uh, uh, allowing drugs to be administered in Australia, basically, in a nutshell. Wow. And they keep a uh, very loose record of, well, they keep, are supposed to be keeping records of uh, what's going on with with our drug, uh, drug administration and the adverse effects and the, the death reports in Australia. So. See, America has so many different corporations that blanket each yep. other instead of just one. So they always yeah. have a scapegoat or an answer for everything. Yeah, well, these guys, uh, you know, I've, I've got no respect for, you know, they, they've said officially if we botch the numbers, you've got about uh, six or seven that we will recognise have definitely died from the vaccine that have uh, cyto, uh, thrombocytopenia. And those are the only ones they're recognising. And they're ignoring the reports of the, the loved ones and the doctors. I think four out of five reports are made by a doctor that a patient has died in the weeks previous... Uh, uh, post vaccine and uh, the other ones are made by concerned relatives or paramedics whatever um, and a lot of it of course are never reported and I know this from when I've taken patients to hospital that have had uh, incredibly severe reactions to the, the vaccine that you do your hand over the nurse uh you know, rolls her eyes at you when you say that it's, uh, you know, that she's had the vaccine in the last few weeks or the last two days. And, uh, yeah, so, but the TGA is supposed to get, keep records. Um, but a lot of those, like I said, you know, people, uh, doctors and family make these reports. Four out of five are from doctors. And they say, for example, Joe got the vaccine. He was fit and healthy. He went home. He started feeling tired that night. In the weeks, uh, later that week, he presented at the ED, uh, incredibly lethargic. This is just a pure example, um, you know. And then two weeks later, he was found by his son dead in the toilet after vomiting copious amounts. You know, that's the an example of the kind of reports that come through. And the TGA up to this point has said, no, nah, we only accept as for certain 
the, that have been, uh, been through the mill, the ones that have got thrombocytopenia, but they ignore or they brush off those ones that have been reported, the other ones that have been reported because they can't be proved. And that's the, that's the, the thing with this is you, it's really hard to prove that someone actually died of uh, the vaccine if they haven't had an autopsy or anything like that. So like we said, so, we're not experts, but if, if we go back and... Yeah, and we're look, not experts, yeah. If we it's, look at the swine the, flu but vaccine... we've got a half a brain, haven't we? Right, that's right. And if we go back and look at the swine flu and when they try to develop a vaccine, it took yep. a handful of deaths before they completely yeah. stopped yeah. it. Exactly. And that's my point. Yeah. And and if you people don't believe us, just look it up. It's all accessible. Exactly. Yep. So Shane, uh, yep. now that we've really talked about what's what's really happening, can can you go back um, and just give people an idea when the pandemic I'll just say pandemic started. Uh, how were things in Australia? How, you know, how was everything going? And can you give us the buildup to the point yeah. to where they're rounding people up now? Just to give, yeah, just to so, give folks across the world an idea. Yeah. So uh, it was, yeah, 2019. Uh, we started getting reports the end of the year, like over there, I suppose, uh, of everyone, um, over in China, there was this virus and starting to get out there um, that it was able to pass on, that it came from bats, uh, Batman. But, uh, yeah, so it was uh, it was all over the media, like over there. And as paramedics, we started preparing for it. I said to my wife, well, if it is really, it is really contagious and it is killing people, like they say, this is going to be a really this is it, you know, this is going to be really bad. And uh, then we started to get uh, reports of, you know, a 4 to 5% kill rate. And I thought, wow, that's really bad. That's like worse than the Spanish flu. Right. And uh, so, you know, when I got into my truck in the morning, I would think, well, you know, I'm an older guy and, uh, you know, this could be it. And uh, if I get this, you know, but but I've signed up to help people, and that's what I'm going to do. You know, I'll go to work, and and if I have to isolate from my family, I guess that was my biggest concern was that my family would get it. But yeah, so that was it. We we started preparing, getting PPE together, doing little PPE sessions, and you know trying to get as much information as we could. So that was the, yeah, that went into the beginning of 2020. Did you have so, uh, enough PPE? Not for, not initially, no. We didn't even have enough hand sanitizer or masks, no. But that was an, that was an issue that eventually got dealt with. Um, so... Yeah, so we had a few cruise ships in the area where I am coming, and of course they had COVID on there, and they offloaded patients. We went to a few patients that were critically ill from COVID um, from the cruise ship, older people, and and uh, so they were offloaded, and so we got it in the, the local hospital, which is quite a big hospital, and uh, so. 
that was it. The people started getting it in the ED and, well, in their ICU, I think it was, uh, started spreading around. So they decided, our state decided, well, let's close this place down. So they actually closed that major hospital and uh, emptied it out and purged it, uh, cleaned it. And it was all part of a, a strategy to get rid of COVID, hit it hard. And, you know, they, they were successful. By removing uh, yeah. different areas of the hospital and getting all the Yeah, yeah. totally moving them, totally wow. stripping it out. It was really an incredible time. They definitely uh, did so not do that to, in America. Yeah, right. Yeah, no. Oh, terrible. So, uh, you know, we were ready for these influx of masses of people, you know. And anyway, so uh, during that time, we had to take patients because people get sick of other things, as you know, <laughs> uh, a lot of other things. And we had to take them uh, an hour and a half, two hours away and and then drive back again. Uh, and that's really hard on a 14-hour night shift at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. But anyway, so we did that. And, uh, yeah, so that was our initial response. So uh, we actually got rid of COVID in the area. And Australia pretty much purged itself of COVID. And all these young paramedics walk around patting themselves on the back. And, you know, we've got rid of it. Everyone's suffering over in America. And at that, yeah, at that time, you guys, places, you know, but we've, we've beat it. <laughs> you guys locked down the country completely. No flights. Yeah. Anymore, yeah. Nothing. Yeah, because yeah. I was actually yeah. supposed to fly into Brisbane. I was supposed to be on yeah. one of the first nonstop flights from Chicago to Brisbane on Qantas. Yeah. And yeah. my flight got canceled. Oh yeah. yeah no, well, no, we were supposed to go to Europe last year, but they got, yeah, that was, but, uh, yeah, so we, uh, uh, yeah, we were patting ourselves on the back or the other people were. And I said, mate, yeah, you're better off to get it here. It's, it's By that stage, I was beginning to get a picture that it wasn't as bad as the Spanish flu. Just let it go through your population like Sweden. You know, but it's eventually going to come and it's, you're better to get it out of the way. <laughs> but anyway, so... That so from your from with. your experience, the the initial wave was it as bad as the Spanish flu? Were I mean, were most no, of the people no, no. elderly? Were they flu like symptoms? You know, what yeah. was actually well, happening? Yeah, of course, the elderly are gonna uh, people that are uh, chronically ill and on diabetes are probably going to die later that year. Uh, you go to those people all the time, you know, in the old folks' homes and. They're chronically ill, and if they they die of pneumonia, you know, they used to call pneumonia old man's friend, and uh, eventually you die. Yeah, they die, but of course... I have never heard that before. (laughs) I'm writing that down. All right. Yeah, the old man's friend, pneumonia. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, people die, don't they? And... uh, you know, they, they probably died a bit earlier uh, because of COVID. And, and that's really, you know, it's sad to die. We don't like death, but it does happen, doesn't it? And it happens to everyone, actually. But anyway, so uh, it was a, 
we pretty much knocked it on the head, mate. It, it was really like lockdowns and uh, purging the hospital. We really knocked it on the head. But I've got to tell you that the biggest uh, injuries I've seen from COVID have been from the fear, the fear of COVID and the anxiety and the stress and people going insane because of the uh, not being able to see their grandkids, their family, their loved ones, not being able to travel into state. Uh, it is the biggest killer of all. Shane, now, I couldn't agree with not, you more. Absolutely. This is in America, that is, that, that is not talked yeah. about in America. And for instance, yeah. I've seen it with my own family uh, yeah. where people will not come out of their homes. They completely yeah. sever relationships and yeah. they slowly, slowly start losing it. And it's they go on the inside. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It is. And it isn't talked about enough. And I'll tell you what, it is the biggest killer. And uh, I went to suicides. I went to people out of their minds that I knew in the community. I'd seen them in the community prior to that. And they were lovely people. I would be called to their house at 3 o'clock in the morning and they were tripping out. They were just absolutely insane with anxiety. And... uh, people taking drug overdoses, people uh, turning to alcohol and having accidents, uh, people, uh, you know, turning to hard drugs as well. And, uh, you know, I, I, like I said, I don't want to talk about individual cases, but we had a, a case in our community where a guy committed suicide in a horrible way. And, and I went to him and uh, he'd lost his business and it was terrible for him and his family. And the fear and anxiety from COVID has been the biggest killer. And we need to, we really have to move past this fear. It really is destroying our communities. So Shane, I'm going to pop in right there. Uh, I've talked about on our podcast. uh, I'm a huge champion of mental health. I think it's, uh, it's not talked about enough. I've in my younger days, I've had battles with depression if you guys are not alone, the American Suicide Prevention Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. If you guys are feeling alone and have nobody to talk to, please call that number and get help. Shane, I don't know how the Australian phone system works, but from what I can see, it shows the numbers 131114. Does that sound right? I don't know how you guys dial uh, your phone. Zero is the emergency number. Okay. But yeah, one three, what, what is it? <laughs> I should know that one. It says one three one 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 four. Yeah, I I think that sounds right. The one three and the one one. Yeah, so, yeah. I always like right. to put that in. Yeah, there. lifeline. So yeah. if you have any problems, guys who are listening, you're not alone and you need to get help. Mm. So we, we got to that point. Um. Yep. The initial wave, you guys were yep. locked down. Then they slowly, yep. just like America, started to loosen up a little bit. And then, yep. Yep. can you can you go in from that point to to these these lockdowns and containment camps? Yeah. What were the red flags? So, 
And we got protests, you know, from what I could see, you had protests all over the place. People were, I mean, the, uh, the police were getting extremely violent. Um, yeah. From what I could see. And, yeah. and we never know if it's true or not, you know. Yeah. Look, where I am, uh, we never, the initial lockdowns eased and we purged ourselves of COVID and we never uh, really got it back again until uh, recently. Um, but look, uh, it was, uh, it has become a dystopian nightmare. Of course, the, the politicians and the, the bureaucrats have overstepped the mark by uh, a thousand miles or kilometres or whatever. Um, it's really sad uh, to see the police, uh, most of the police going along with this becoming a weapon of the state. And I've worked with police for years and I love the police and uh, they've been called to back me up on jobs where I've been in danger and I know a lot of them are incredibly decent people, but they are being used by our politicians and bureaucrats from their ivory towers to control and uh, dictate mandates that a lot of the the police, um, I believe the, the younger police don't really understand as much as the older police, but the older police in particular don't go along with. And especially in Victoria, uh, we have a premier there called Dan Andrews, and he is uh, he's Adolf Hitler on steroids. He he's you know I always said you know when I was a builder years ago I always said you know sometimes you get a guy on the building side he's a lovely guy nice guy and uh, and you give him a bit of a, pa- a bit of power on the building side and suddenly he turns into a totally different animal. He turns into, you see this tyrannical craziness coming through. And that's what unfortunately is happening in Australia is you're seeing the different animal when these guys come through. And uh, it's really uh, disturbing to think that in 2021, 75 years after our grandfathers and grandmothers fought the Nazis, that we can be seeing this kind of tyrannical uh, totalitarianism uh, rear its ugly head again. And uh, we really uh, are seeing that with our politicians and our, our our bureaucrats, our public servants, public servants. We call them. <laughs> so it is really sad, Mike, and uh, I don't, I don't know what to say except we need to fight this with every single bone in our body, every weapon that we have, except uh, I would say uh, in a non-violent way. The only way to get through to someone who has been touched by authoritarianism or for the greater good mentality is to uh, show kindness and love to that person and explain the statistics, explain the reality of the situation and try to reason with that person on a, 
on a human level, not by violence or aggression. And uh, I really think that uh, we have been overrun by a a demon that was hiding, you know, there's a figure of speech, but maybe it's a reality as well. Demons that are hiding beneath the surface for a long time. The Australian mindset is uh, she'll be right, mate, and uh, no worries, and a lackadaisical, apathetic kind of attitude. We have a good life in Australia. Uh, we have a good life in New Zealand. You know, I grew up in New Zealand as a kid, and uh, a really great life, a great the landscape, most, great most beautiful yeah. place on earth, right? Yeah, yeah, and relaxed atmosphere. You know, just a really uh, friendly, relaxed atmosphere. Um, you know, we can get jobs, we can get food, we can get everything we need, we can have a house, we can. You know, the list goes on. But unfortunately, in our sleep and in our slumber, uh, you know, bad bad management as well. What is coming on us, unfortunately, we don't realise that a lot of us still is this uh, totalitarian Marxist mindset that is taking over the world. And I said in America as well, by the way, but and in England, but it's really sad. Aussies need to wake up and Kiwis need to wake up. We need to fight this with every bone in our body. We we go on and on about the Anzacs, the Australian New Zealand Army Corps, and every once a year we go and our grandchildren, the grandchildren march in these marches on Anzac Day and remember all the fallen, you know, have died in the First and Second World Wars and Vietnam and and, uh, you know, other wars since then in Afghanistan. But we need to remember that freedom is never free. And it cost those guys, they had their backs up against the wall, you know, and the Japanese were, they had the money printed on the ships, big stacks of money for New Zealand and Australia, and they were going to come in and they would have decimated Australia and New Zealand. And that, those poor buggers, those diggers, Australian and New Zealand diggers needed to fight with their backs against the wall. And, that, you know, there would have been times when they thought they were going to lose. And uh, we take all, we forget that. We, we forget. We march in these Anzac parades every year, but we forget that freedom is never free. And we've been asleep. And in the blink of an eye, in a year and a half or two years, these dirty bastards have marched in there, these politicians and these uh, sleazy bureaucrats. and Big Pharma. Yeah, and Big Pharma. And, you know, all this, this club of elites, and they think that they can, you know, pick the spoil of Australia and New Zealand and control the Kiwi and the Australian. And... And sad to say, a lot of Australians and Kiwis are asleep, but they need to wake up, and they need to wake up fast because we're on the edge of a precipice, we're on the edge of a cliff, and the more ground that we lose every day, the more we let go, the more we comply, the more 
difficult it is in the years to come for our kids to get their ground back. And we're forgetting the sacrifice of our forefathers. And in saying that, you know, a lot of the Americans, uh, your grandfathers came down and protected Australia and New Zealand and, and fought through the uh, Philippines and up through the Japanese islands and gave their lives in some of the most bloody combat that's ever been seen on the face of the earth. And I had a family member drop into Guadalcanal and, and fight oh, one of the one bloodiest, respect, yeah. bloodiest battles in World War II in the Pacific Theater. Yeah, very close. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, amazing know, stories, yeah. by the way. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he showed these pictures. Were real, real fighters. They had their backs against the wall. They didn't oh, yeah. always win. They didn't always win. They they quite often lost and their friends died all around them, but they kept fighting. And that's what we've got to do. We've got to fight like hell. Since we're talking about that, people, I don't know if you realize, but there are, I wish I knew the number off the top of my head, 20, 30, 40 World War II veterans that pass away every single day. They're almost all yeah. gone already. Time has flown by oh, that fast. Um, yeah. yeah. So, and isn't it interesting that as that generation the last of them are passing away. You know, we're the taking, greatest generation. Yeah. The guys, you know, they, those guys had balls of steel. Excuse my language, but they had balls of steel. And, you know, they, like I say, they had their backs against the wall, yet they were willing to fight. They thought they were, at sometimes they were going to lose it all, but they still keep fighting. See, these kids, and today. we've got a. They don't even realize a lot of those soldiers in World War II, they were 16, 17 years old that yeah. lied about their age just to enlist yeah. because yeah. like for Americans, even though Hitler was already doing his thing and America didn't want to go into World War II, it wasn't until Pearl Harbor that shook yeah. America. And yeah. But these kids enlisted. They didn't think twice. 16, 17 years old would lie just to go to World yeah. War II. So many yeah. of them. And yeah. it, it's just... It's so sad. It's so sad. Yeah. And, and to go along with what you're saying, you know, I know Americans get made fun of all over the world. Oh, those Americans, <laughs> they're guns. But yeah. that's yeah. the reason why we're proponents for our second yeah, yeah. amendment because of yeah, situations yeah. like this, the situation yeah. like this, America broke yeah. away from the British. America wouldn't be America if it wasn't for 16 and 17 year old boys picking up guns and fighting against tyranny. That's yeah. why America is what it is today. People don't think about yeah. that. Yeah, there's a lot of bad yeah, gun violence right. and stupid stuff that happens. But the principle yeah. of the Second Amendment of the right to bear arms is for when your government gets a little bit out of hand and oversteps their boundaries and we're prepared. Should there be? We don't yeah. want violence. That's not what people want. But look at what is happening all over the world. It is a very scary time. Very scary yeah, time. Yeah, and um I thank you for telling us all this stuff because it's real people. Oh, it's it's, it's yep. real. And um, mm. oh, it, it's just hearing your story, you know, it, yep. it's, it's gut wrenching for me. I, I just can't believe, I can't believe that people have let it go this far where to this yep. point and they're still okay with it. So many yeah, people yep. are, are still, okay. Oh, you better get your third booster. Yeah, yeah. I think about all the That's time. Right. All these, all these yeah. politicians are saying, you know, it's the pandemic of the unvaccinated. Yeah. Hang on a second. And that's, 
it's such a lie. It is. I, 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 I'm unvaccinated. I have never. Well, contracted, so I, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I've never. If I'm not sick, I can't get you sick. If I stay six feet away from you, like they told me at the beginning, and I That's put right. on a mask, I can't get you sick. But Randy, so are they. They're not vaccinated either. No, I, I, I believe that wholeheartedly. The next time some bugger comes up to you and says, listen, mate, you're not vaccinated, I'm vaccinated, you turn around to that prick and you say, neither are you. Because that's the fact of the matter is that person is not vaccinated either. This vaccinate, vaccination, uh, you know, there was a paper put out by the TGA about uh, the statistics in Europe the other day, and it, the TGA, uh, not the TGA, the, uh, the Lancet Journal, sorry, I'll correct that, the Lancet Journal, which is a respected medical publication. It's one of the highest respected medical publications and they uh, go through all the uh, peer-reviewed papers. And this was a peer-reviewed paper and it stated clearly that uh, the unvaccinated are the same statistically wise, the able to pass on the, the COVID virus as the unvaccinated, as the vaccinated. So you tell me who's vaccinated here? Right. Nobody's vaccinated. They're just taking a drug that they think they're vaccinated by, but they're not. And that's not being stupid. That's the, that's the fact of the matter is, you know, nobody's vaccinated. A vaccine actually vaccinates. Did you know right. that? <laughs> Polio, for instance. Yeah, yeah. Right. It vaccinates. That's a good point. And actually, like in America, or I guess all over the world, they even changed, tweaked the definition of vaccine in like Yeah, Webster's. and that's part of the problem. They're changing the language. They're tweaking all the definitions. Yeah. Right. So when, when Dr. Malone comes on, I'm going to ask him to give that definition. Yeah. And just that's for the right. people to hear. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do it. I'll look forward to it. <laughs> Is there anything else on your mind that you want to say? Because you have given great, great insight, and I appreciate it. Good. Look, I would just say, uh, you know, we need to uh, be courageous and be strong, and we need to be role models for our young people. And I see a lot of young people standing up, but I also see a lot of young people over here that are just going along with it, younger paramedics, and they've let the government dictate to them uh, what they do with their own bodies. And I think it is becoming essential, uh, obvious that it's not working for them, but it's becoming essential that we start standing up and not complying to what our government dictates to us. And until we start not complying, they're going to keep thinking that they can have it over us and do what they like and, uh, you know, I'm not going to be a victim and I'm not going to be uh, taking, inject, playing Russian roulette with my health and putting anything that I know is not tested into my body. It might work in the long term, but the short term vaccine injuries are not looking that great. 
And the, the short-term data is not look, looking that great, so I doubt it's going to work in the long term. We have no idea where we're going to be in 10 years' time, and we're letting it go. We're letting these bureaucrats and these politicians dictate to us what we put in our bodies. And I won't let them do that. And I'd encourage other young people to stand up. There, this is the time. There, there is no, uh, this is not a drill. This is, uh, this is the time. Uh, we have to stand up and we have to fight this with every weapon we have. Uh, like I say, I don't, don't encourage violence at all, but we need to uh, rhetoric. rhetoric Wars start uh, long before. Uh, wars don't start on uh, when the first shot is fired. Wars start on pieces of paper and with ideas in men's heads, in evil men's heads. And this is a war. You need to fight, with, fight back with ideas and rhetoric. Uh, rhetoric and information and statistics and love. You need to try and reason with the other person, but uh, be courageous, stand up. And we're not telling people not to get vaccinated. This is not no. this is about. This is about if freedom you of choice. To get vaccinated, that's your choice. Yeah. That's right. It's freedom of choice, but this yeah. is what's happening. Um, and Shane, I, I thank you for your words of wisdom from experience. And, and shining a light on what's happening on the other side of the world for Americans yeah, to see what's happening in Australia. Australians that yeah. are listening, speak up. If you want to come on here or send us information yeah. like Shane has done for months and months and months, we'd be yeah. happy to, to take it and read it and, and share it yeah. and, and do what we can because uh, we're in this together. Uh, one love. Yeah, that's what. One human race. We're all in this together. It's happening all over the place. This isn't an, yeah. an American thing. This isn't an Australian thing. This isn't an African thing. This is a that. world thing. This is it. Um, yeah. yeah. And I was, you know, I was scared to come on, to be honest. But And I thought, I'm not that great a public speaker. But then I thought, well, I, I saw your president say something on camera. And I thought, you know... That guy cannot speak to save his life, and at least I'll tell the truth. The current one or the old one? Uh, no, the current one. He's an absolute, you know, moron. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he's yeah, in charge yeah. of the free world. Good luck with that. You know, we we try not to be political on here, even yeah, though it, we end up there anyway. Uh, but yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, people. You know, they got what they wished for, and I don't think it's what they wish for. And, um, we, no, I don't think so. you know, two, three years ago in, in my life and on paper, if you statistically look, we were at the greatest we've ever been all time economically, uh, you know, and gosh, yeah. I feel like we're in a dream. And yeah. I do too, mate. Yeah. I don't know when it's, you know, I see what's happening up. around the world in China and, you know, if America's really, if something happens in China, if America's ever going to step up to the mark and, you know, in Taiwan, I mean, and, uh, yeah, what happened in Afghanistan was truly disgusting beyond words and uh, a total farce. And I just, yeah, I feel sorry for America. You're talking about the, the immediate withdrawal overnight? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we actually... 
we have a couple po- or a podcast, two podcasts. Uh, there's an actual a marine, uh, highly decorated marine that um, in America that spoke up ag- yep. against the the higher folks, higher yeah, ranks folks. That, Mike. Yeah, and his his parents yeah. came on here, and um, but if you never speak up, nothing's you ever going to happen. And yeah. so he, and you know what? That guy should be running the 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 military in America. Absolutely no doubt. He's a man's man. He's got balls of steel. He should be at the the front line in charge of the military. Instead of instead, you've got all these bureaucratic pussies running the show, and that needs to stop. I'll well, we hope that. we hope and pray that that Lieutenant Colonel Scheller, that's his name, that he actually runs yep. for politics because I guarantee you, absolutely, whirlwind yep. win. He will win. Yep, and. Uh, yeah, and, I mean, yeah. honestly, America needs to change its way of, it of how we do politics. Uh, I, like, I could go on another hour about how we don't. Well, need, we don't we need one just, president. Like we need to fix it. Started in some way. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you what. He's a, he's a good bloke, and he stood up, and that's what uh, leaders do. And right. he was willing to take the bull by the horns. And the sooner that guy is released from prison, the better. He's out. It's disgusting. Is he out? Yeah, he's been out. And uh, and there's just um, they had to settle how he was going to be discharged and is it going to be honorable, dishonorable, that kind of stuff. And and here's another interesting thing about American American media that, you know, it it was big news when it happened. And within a week, they buried it under the rug. Yep. Don't worry about it. It's okay. Uh, they buried it under the rug and, and the American people forgot about it just like that, but we didn't yep. forget about it. We didn't forget about yep. it. And we kept checking yep. in and, and yeah, a quick story. I, I was on, I was watching baseball with my son one night, late night and my phone rang and I didn't know who it was. And it was the father of Lieutenant Colonel Scheller. Yeah. Said, Randy, yeah. he goes, you know, we didn't get to talk very long last time i would love to come back on and let's let's talk as long as you want i said absolutely the american people need to hear this story and um yeah i'm thinking about you guys and and i'm sure we'll talk talk again but uh yep jane uh please come on again keep me updated uh i i think about you thinking about you uh i send you positivity and and uh you're a strong strong man you know and uh i saw your wife uh just want to say hi and um yeah no <laughs> she's a german but <laughs> is she? she yeah and she remembers the the war you know <laughs> yeah uh, so yeah good thanks randy thanks for having yeah. me on i, I really uh I, it's good to get that off my chest and yeah and i just yeah god bless you guys and you were wonderful man it's like you've been doing it for a long time absolutely wonderful no, no worries no, sir.